Blog Talk Radio. Amen. Amen. Thought we was going to have some music come in, but we're good. <laughs> Amen. We are family. <laughs> I got out that blue with me. Pretty We're talking about music. Amen. Amen. First of all, I want to thank God for this opportunity uh, and this platform that he has provided for Elder Oliver and Lady Kay. Uh, May God continue to bless them uh, as they go forward. Uh, May God continue to keep them uh, and manifest his word through them. And, Lord, we are so gracious, and we thank you for them. Um, I want to thank my family for being on. I want to thank my family for still being family, first of all, um, and still showing that, they, you know, they might love me once in a while, but as long as I get a little love, it's better than having no love, and I appreciate that. Um, I think just me and my wife and my middle daughter is on Vanessa, who I call Nani, is on tonight, <clears throat> and we have an interesting subject um, everybody goes through, went through, and we continue to go through uh, no matter what, as long as you live. So, again, I want to thank God uh, for this platform. I want to thank God for my family. I want to thank God for life, health, and strength. I want to thank God for this day. Uh, if I don't see another day, the days that I have seen, I'm good with that. So thank you, Lord. Um, Donnie, go ahead and pray us in first before I give our subject and scripture, if you don't mind, please. Okay. Good evening. Um, Father God, in the name of Jesus, thank you, God, for another day. Thank you for another opportunity to just soak in your presence today, God, and to just um, fellowship with others and fellowship with family. Um, Thank you, God, for um, who you are alone. Thank you, God, for being so great, amazing, and showing us unconditional love and being an example of who we should be daily. Um, Before we ask you for anything, God, I want to ask you to forgive us for anything wrong we may have done, any sins we may have committed, um, um, anything wrong we may have done to you, to anyone else, or to ourselves. God, please help us to be better, and please touch the places in our hearts that need more love from you. Um, Tonight, I want to pray and ask you for you to flow through this episode, through this segment. Um, I pray for you to um, touch every listener, whether it's just with a little love, um, a little push to keep going, some inspiration, some encouragement, a good laugh, whatever it is that anybody may need that's listening that you know that they may need, God, I pray that they receive it tonight. And I pray that we all flow in love as well. Um, thank you, God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 Good, good prayer. Hold on one second, guys. All right, good prayer. Good well, prayer. Thank you, now. In Jesus' name, thank you. Thank you. So I'm going to give a scripture. Amen. Amen. I'm going to give a scripture. Then I... Huh? I said scripture time. It ain't time for that saying yes, really. Come on, you're putting me under pressure. Okay, my bad. <laughs> All right. Uh, 
uh, so I'm going to give a, our scripture, then I'll come with our subject. And our subject comes out of Proverbs 24, verse 10. Proverbs 24, verse 10, where it says, If thou faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small. Read that again, Proverbs 24 and 10. If thou faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small. So our subject tonight is when I feel the pressure or when pressure hits. When I feel the pressure or when pressure hits. So we'll we'll talk about that tonight. I want everybody to be open and candid about it, be truthful about it. Because we, as a family, know um, how we act um, under pressure. We know each other. And we may have some, we might irritate or rub somebody wrong tonight with my family and how we act under pressure. And we don't even know it. So, um, again, tonight's subject is when I feel the pressure, or when pressure hits, and I will open the floor to anyone. Well, when I'm under pressure, God always showed me how weak I am and how strong he is. And and he always, most of the time, he always hits in the areas where I thought I was strong. And it just shows me and humbles me to let me know how much I really need him. And depend on him. Hello? Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I was was trying to say one. Go ahead, Nani. Go ahead. I was saying if you want to elaborate a little bit more on that, Rich. Okay. When I thought I was, um, the situation that I'm going through now with my mom, I thought I was so delivered from, I'm just going to be blunt, I'm just going to, her husband. I thought I was totally delivered until she fell and broke her hip. You know, and Vanessa, (laughs) I called her ask Vanessa, you know, if I call the airport, you know, can I get to the airport? Really can, you know, can I do some things, whatever, whatever. I'm not going to go into details, but I was ready to just fly out there and just take care of my mom. Okay? I wanted to, uh, and, and if anybody, was, some people may not know, my mom was in a coma for two years. And my sister and I was flying out there, um, taking turns flying out there. She's in D.C., I'm here in L, um, in um, Georgia, and my mom is in L.A. So we was um, we were um, rotating. She'll go out there uh, for a couple of months. I'll rotate, go out there for a couple of months, and we did this for I don't even know how long. But God let me know if we would have just stayed out of his way, he, she would have, you know, he probably could have worked a little faster. But this time when she, when, um, she had back surgery, but this time when she had the hip surgery, um, she just she just fell just last Thursday. 
she got a, a rod in her hip from the top of her hip to her knee. And the way it happened, we never knew. I mean, I didn't know. I just spoke to her at 945. Her husband said it happened at 8 that morning. I mean, I'm like, I just spoke to her. What do you mean she fell? His comment was, well, maybe she didn't want you to know. And I'm like, okay. So I jumped in my flesh. Well, I thought I was strong yet. I mean, God had to let me see, no, you, this is, you're still weak. So instead of us, this happened on the third, Wednesday or Thursday. I'm not sure what day it happened, but our fast started that Thursday. And God told me to go ahead and fast until he say stop, which I didn't know I was fasting until she got out the hospital. The second or third day, I've never done a fast like this before. And I said in my mind, I'm like, oh, it feels like I'm dying. And God said, you are dying daily. This is what it feels like to die by flesh, the flesh. When you're fasting and praying, this is what it feels like. You're dying daily. So where I, and we have to admit, where I didn't know I was weak in that area. I did not know I, was, I, was, I still had work to do in that area. So, like I said, God showed up and showed out because I stayed out of his way and did what he told me to do, just fast and pray. And it says in the Bible, some, of the, some things we're going to have to fast and pray for. And I'm so glad I was obedient and not get on the first thing out of here because I already had my ticket. My t- it was $654 for me to fly to L.A. on that Friday and come back on that uh, Monday morning. And I had my rental car. I was ready to go, and God said, no. First of all, you didn't consult your husband, which I normally just just do without, you know, no. I didn't consult him first, okay? And then you trying to do my job. God convicted me so quick. You trying to do my job. So by me just humbling myself and just not, taking matters into my own hands, but listening to the voice of God, being still, okay, being still and listening, he's showing me, you know, where you're weak at, where you need to build up your faith, where you need to build up. Because anybody been around me any period of time, y'all, my faith is like, like nobody else's. I believe God for everything. Okay, why can't I believe God for this? But when I stepped back and let go and let God, my mom wasn't even in the hospital for six days. And she was, she was, she, her blood pressure, she needed two blood, blood transfusions. She went back when she started barking like a dog. She wasn't speaking. She lost, she couldn't talk at all. Okay, until I submitted, until I just pulled back and said, God, you, let your will be done, whatever it is. Vanessa, did I not tell you that? And you said, what if something happened? What if something happened? My oldest son told me, Mama, you need to go out there with, with your mom. This is not the time. Because if I would have went out there in my flesh, things she may not have or she may have. I don't know. But I wasn't getting ready to take that risk to find out if she wouldn't have came out like she came out. Talking, you know, and telling the doctors she's not taking that, um, those hard drugs. No more. She wanted to speak. She spoke for herself. So God had to show me 
you know, myself, and the more you fast and the more you pray, God will start showing you yourself instead of, you know, pointing fingers at everybody else. He'll start showing you yourself, what you need work on. So let the weak say I'm strong, but guess what? When you're not, but when you're weak, that's when he becomes strong, when you're weak. But we so strong, you know, some of us so strong in our mind, strong-minded and willed, that we can't submit ourselves. I'm, I'm talking about me. I'm talking about me. Okay, so don't think I'm talking about nobody but myself. Some of us are so um, strong in our minds of we can do everything that we, you know, no. God just wants us to be humble. Meek does not mean you're weak. Okay? Meek does not mean you're weak. Just he wants me to let him be in control. Stop trying to take matters into my own own hands. Pray something. Believe it's going to come to pass and just watch God work. He don't need no help. God don't need no help. And that's what we try to do sometimes. He don't need no help. And that's where I was. That's where I was this past week. I, I wasn't on social media as much as I wanted to be, but that was part of, you know, what I was going through. So I had to step back under pressure. We're talking about under pressure, right? We're talking about pressure. The pressure was on. It was on, for real, for real. You don't mess with nobody, mama. The pressure was on. And God had to pull me back and let me know, I got her. She was my daughter before she was your mama. I can take care of her better than you can. And guess what? He did just just what he said he was going to do. So that's what I meant by that. I, I think that's really good that you brought up be still under pressure. Because I needed to hear that. And it's uh, not annoying, but and not crazy, but I guess annoying and crazy that daddy brought this topic tonight. Because I'm deaf. I'm not going to say I'm under, well, it's not like intense pressure, but it's a little, a little bit. Today was a trying day emotionally, and it's important that you said be still under pressure because I am very, um, when I get anxious and things are out of my control, I get impulsive. I just jump and just, I am working on that and like you said, situations show you what's still in you. So it's like you're working, but you're not working hard enough. So um, <clears throat> I just end up, like, getting those feelings of, like, oh, I feel like I made it worse when you probably did. I probably did make the situation worse. But I just wanted to say that I I think that's important, as you said, be still under pressure. Um Let God move. Listen to his voice. That's another thing I have a tendency to do under pressure is – I don't have control under pressure. Under pressure, I don't have any. It's like I don't, I don't, I lose control, which is, that's when, you know, God can work. When you do let go, that's when God can move is when you get out the way. So I feel like that's very important for you to say, be still. Like, don't try to take matters into your own hands because you can push the situation back further. So, um, oh, yes, I was saying about listening to God's voice. I I'm in tune with God and aligned so I can hear him. I hear him or he'll give, he gives me dreams now. Like I brought my dreams back, so that's good. But I've been getting dreams and stuff. And it's like, God, I hear you, but 
I don't know. Sometimes when I don't have control, it's hard to um, not try to take it back, you know. So, like I said, I get very anxious and impulsive. So, I don't know. I think that was just – I basically that helped me currently. And my current pressure is to be still, listen to God's voice, and be obedient. All the faith that you're building up, all the obedience that you're building up, put it to use. This is now a test. You ain't going to pass if you're not putting in the tools that, you know, you've been building up this entire time. So, yeah, I, I appreciate that comment. Oh, that's good. That's you're so good. welcome. And you know where I was going, though, right? Because I called you about some things. Yeah. Now, what I if know. I would have took matters into my <laughs> What if I would have took matters into my own hands? You see, you can't. You and can't that's just, what I'm saying. Is like that's what I'm saying. It's easy to like. How do I? It's in my head. I'm trying to figure out how to say it. It's easy to like hear God after a situation and say, I should have. But, like, the real test is while you're in it, while the pressure, can you still hear him and be obedient? Like, it's easy to say, ah, I should. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, can you hear him and be obedient while you're in it? That's the real test. Like, what you going to do? Like, while you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm trying to get it out how it's in my head. It's so good in my head, but that's that's the best I can get it out. <laughs> Right, but but when you're an uh, impulsive person, you're not thinking. You don't want to hear nothing. You just want to do what you want to do. Right. Okay, you just want to just take care of the matter. Okay, but that's why you have to call those things. If you know that's how you are, call those things and put in the opposite. Lord, I will be calm. Lord, I will, you know, put the opposite of what you're feeling in the prayer. You have to, and, and know who you are and what you're capable of doing. And we all know what we're capable of doing, but a lot of people don't want to admit their faults. That's or, what I, you know, I did have to, I, right, I did have to today, like, how you're saying, like, I know what I'm capable of. Like, my mind is going to the extreme of how I want to solve the problem, Like. I, my mind goes to the extreme, but I have to pull it back to like, okay, but you've been working on this though. You know, you know that's the area you've been struggling in. Like, so if you know that, be ten steps ahead to know that. You know what I mean? Like, if I know I'm struggling in that area of impulsion, that's the word, and jumping, and I've had situations where I have jumped and I saw the results in jumping versus, like I said, after the situation, I've jumped and I've handled it myself. I always have those epiphanies where I'm like, bro, if I just would have waited on God or uh, if I just would have listened. to It's not even a wait on God. He speaks to me while I'm in it and tells me, like, how to move, how to go, especially now in this situation specifically. Thank God, like, he's bringing back my dreams so I can see things and get insight and get wisdom before the situation really becomes a situation. I have what I need to get through it, which is, like you said, to be still and let God move or even to just, uh, like, just listening to God beforehand or listening to using the wisdom that you're building up, using the tools that you're building up to to put them to use while you're in the test because you're going to be tested and tried like you're going to. Why waste all the learning and the teachings and the classes that you've been going through to get here and now you can't put it to use? Exactly. And stop putting a butt behind your comments. 
because mm-hmm. it can't without everything that you just said. No, no, no. You said I, I wanted to do it, but no, it's not a but. Just don't. Don't but. Take yeah. but out of your vocabulary. Just take it out because it cancels out everything that you just said. Because you still make an excuse with that but. Just take but out of your vocabulary. Yeah. It just be hard. Like that pressure, when that pressure on, oh, it be hard. It be hard. Like I said, especially when you're not a, I'm not a calm person by nature. I had to learn to be calm. So I'm very passionate. I'm very intense. I'm very, yeah. So like I have a lot of emotion. I'm very passionate. So I have to learn to calm down. So it's it's harder when I'm in these situations. To, to utilize it, but like I said, if I'm on a daily basis practicing breathing and and mindfulness and praying when I get anxious, why is it so hard for me to do it when I'm in a situation if I'm practicing it on a daily basis? You said, why is it hard? You have to be honest with yourself where you are in your walk. You have to be honest with yourself. And once you become honest with yourself and start Speaking out, you know, you need work on, you don't have to say it to nobody. Just say it to yourself. You know, and you yourself already know what it is. I mean, what your problem mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Just face the facts. That's definitely been. Okay. Um, and what, been what more pressure? Go ahead, Nani. I was saying you that definitely that was. I, I was agreeing that I, that's definitely been helping is, like, knowing where I am with myself and not allowing if there is a third party in my situation, there is another party um, to shake me off of where I'm at. Like, it's not by like, you know, nothing malicious or anything like that. It's just like sometimes, you know, other people can, uh, I won't say provoke in a bad way. Like it's not a bad provoking, like they're doing it on purpose, but to how God will put stuff in place to show you what's still in you like that. Like, it's not like they're intentionally provoking you, but. Yeah, sometimes things will happen to show you where you still are and what you have to work on. So me being mindful of, Nessa, you know, you're still working on this. It's like, okay, let me let me be quiet and let me calm down and get my thoughts together before I explode. <laughs> and it's but like you said, be honest. It's not, it's not. It's not, nothing wrong with that. What, what better way to provoke somebody is to mess with their mama. Not even saying that he did anything, but just the answer that I got, you know, and I know I just spoke to her. It's just the answer that I just got. What better way to provoke somebody than come back with something about their mama and you just spoke to your mama? Well, maybe she didn't want you to know. What? Okay. What? I mean, that's my mama. What more provoking can you, I mean, how, how bad can somebody provoke you? But you already know the things I've, I've I've been through the last few months that did, couldn't shake me, couldn't move me, but now you want to break my mama hip, okay? And then have a smart mouth and an answer afterwards. Mom, not saying that he broke. He I'm not saying. No, I'm not saying that he broke her hip. I'm just saying how 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 things could come up that my mom's hip was broke, and now I got a smart answer on top of it. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I'm not saying that he broke it. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just saying it. No, I'm not saying that her husband. <laughs> let me clear that up. 
I'm not saying that her husband broke his, her hip. I'm talking about the answer that I got when I just spoke to my mom and she didn't say nothing about it. And he said, well, maybe you didn't want that news. Maybe she didn't want you to know. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. Hey. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, so what? that's a perfect example of when we under pressure or when that pressure hits, you know, and certain situations can make us angry. Certain uh, situations can aggravate us or agitate us, and we'll just say things like you just said. That came out of your mouth that he broke my mama hip. That was in you subconsciously, and it came out. So, but it wasn't he. That, it wasn't the man. It wasn't the man I was talking about. I was talking about how it happened. I'm not saying that he, as in the man. I'm just talking about how yeah, but let me, the enemy can use. Okay, go ahead. Let me okay, understand that it makes sense. So that's a perfect example of how we all are when we get either angry or we're under pressure or we're in a situation we're not in control of and things happen, you know, and, and we have to be careful of what our tongue says. We have to be careful about how we control the tongue of what comes out of our mouth. And it comes straight right. from the heart, through the brain, out of the mouth. We have to be careful. Mm-hmm. There are things in us that have not came out yet, and I don't care how old you are. But as we walk this life and it's obedient unto God more and more every day, we learn how to control that. How? By speaking slower and thinking what we got to say before we say it. Right? Because we can be in a conversation, a heated conversation, and things just fly out that we cannot take back. So just by making that comment and then explaining what I didn't mean that, but the comment is out there. So that's what we have to be careful about when we're under pressure or when we feel that pressure hit us. We should be slow to speak and swift to hear. And I've been reading uh, Proverbs all every morning this, this week. And it just opened so many doors about wisdom. When Solomon was speaking to his son, the next verse might be about people. The next verse is about his son, and the next verse is about what God said. So we have to intertwine those things, and it's called wisdom. So we have to slow down. And Ricky, you got you got you got a you got a mannerism about you that when you don't tilt, you don't tilt. You out there, and, and can't nothing my daughter or me do, but you out there. And we try not to participate in that because when we get out there with you, then you get mad. So my wife, she can go from zero to 100 in no seconds. But and I, let me and in her, I try in to her it, Well, hold on, hold on. And, if, and then was, when she's still okay. at 100 and we're talking about a matter or whatever, and she's still at that 100, it slowly picks my speed up <clears throat> to 20, 40. And then when I get at 100, it's over. It's over with between me and her as far as that conversation, and she'll get pissed off by what I will say at 100. That's why I told, I told my wife, what, a month or so ago, I do not like being at 100, and I try to stay at zero as much as I can. But I'm not putting anything down on my wife. I'm just saying how we all are. When pressure hits, how we all are, you know, when we feel under pressure. So we just got to be mindful 
that the devil wants you to always say something you don't you don't need to say when you're in that situation. So we should never speedily, we should never arguably, when we're mad, really even speak. Because anything can come out at that time or anything can happen at that time, just like Cain and Abel. When he got pissed off at his brother Abel because God accepted Abel's gift, but Cain's he would not. But he told, he tried to explain to Cain that if you just turn around your attitude, turn it around, uh-huh. I got you. But Cain stayed in his anger. Cain stayed under the pressure of his brother succeeding in him not, and he eventually killed his brother. So we got to be careful that when we're under pressure, how we react, and when we're under anger, uh, how we react to the things we say. Hello. Go ahead, Nana. I mean, no, it's okay. I just, I just be feeling the need to defend you a little bit, just because I know you're getting better. No, you're like, just because I know you are. Like you'll ask, like, what's on now? Sometimes you don't ask, but I should tell you, mommy. You could have, you know, said that a little better, or you know. But I just wanted to say, like, you're getting better as far as like taking, taking in and learning how to like just. Learning <laughs> how to, yeah, learning. <laughs> okay. But if you was listening to the conversation, the whole conversation, wait, hold up. Let me say this. I use the same he that I said that he came at me a couple of weeks before that and all week and the, the other week. That, that same he is who I'm talking about. When I say he broke, and then he gonna come and break my my mind. Mommy, head. I wasn't That's even on that no more. No, no, no. Listen, no. But just, I'm talking about your dad. I'm talking about on what your dad's saying. That's the same he that I'm talking about. I'm talking about the enemy. I'm not talking about a a, a, a specific a, a person or her husband. I'm saying the same he who is provoking me these all of these months is the same he that I said. What did I say? He had the nerve to come at my mama. And break her hip. I'm not saying nothing about her. I, I, that's that's what I meant by he. Come out the enemy, okay. and that's it. Who okay. who, who is the he? Anyway. Who is the he? Her husband? No, I just he, said. Okay, oh, no, so not he, listening. So he, said that he, he so he broke her hip. Daddy, he is he the just same person. Same. He don't listen. Huh? The same, he has been provoking me for the last couple of months. I'm lost. Because he's stuck on what you're thinking. Okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm sure, see now, now look, you got, it's people that's listening, it's probably some people listening now don't know you. Yes, but daddy, if you was just listening to what she said, she just, no, but you didn't hear what she said before she repeated the comment then if you're still saying that. She said he is the enemy that been provoking her. And that's what she's saying. He broke her oh. hip, and he has the nerve to touch my mama. And then she said the comment again. So, so her husband is the enemy. Boy, you no. know what? You better be glad I'm not at home. <laughs> I I'm promise you. <laughs> <laughs> Lord. Okay. You know how we uh we try to say things differently, a different way. So. No, yeah. mine is always the same. It's the same way. No, Daddy, that's Daddy. Keep that's missing it. That's, I know. He, he broke her hips, though. I know. He broke her hips. All hip. right. 
when I feel the pressure. Daddy, what you have to say about feeling the pressure? I don't know. I'm, I'm going to probably let y'all carry the show. So. No, my, no, my, no, I want to know. You, I want to know. I have a question. No, I have a que- No, no, no. Wait, I have a question for Daddy about the pressure. Because you, like, do you feel pressure? Like, I can tell, okay, me and you, like, I can tell when you're heavy or something's going on. But I guess the question is, how do you handle your pressure so well? Uh, I I kind of learned a long time ago that uh, when you run into pressure during your day, that once you let that pressure overtake you, you're pretty much done for the day and nothing to get accomplished, uh, especially in my line of work. Managing people, um, the people that are over me, you know, make a lot of decisions. I have to take those decisions, um, make them my own decision, my decision, and then try to explain that to the to my team. Um, there, have, there has been times where I got frustrated or pressured to be frustrated, and I had a bad day. Um, and to sell that to my team didn't come out quite well. And they're even confused or pissed off. So when I feel pressure coming or building, I just try to take a positive approach at it and turn it another way, see another side to it. Um, I know if I get upset, if I get mad, it's, it's hard for me to, it, it was hard for me to come down off of that because it don't put me in a state of mind where I don't need to be in. <clears throat> but uh, right now, you and you know, Nani, the only thing that really upset me or had me in that situation or is, is y'all, my kids' welfare, my wife's welfare. Those are still the two areas in my life. My family is still the area in my life where I have to practice on uh, being more calm about and don't get angry about. Like when something happened to y'all or could have happened to y'all or situations come up and I don't know about it, but y'all tell me later and you know how I get. And that's why y'all keep a lot of stuff from me. So outside of my family, I'm... I can beat that. That pressure don't mess with me because I know my day will go worse. But inside of my family, it's different. And I'm I'm working on that. So I have like a question this, on that. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So all this week at work, we got uh, two leaders out. So I'm handling those two teams plus my team. And it's, and it's a lot of pressure. Um. The other two teams don't don't have the same format as my team where uh, I got grown men on my team that I don't have to babysit all day. I just, you know, we get started in the morning. I, I get to work out there in the morning, and they're, they're good for the rest of the day. But these other two teams, you know, I'm getting phone calls all day. How do I do this? How do I do that? Uh, I got this problem. I got, you know, it's just... So it's been a lot of pressure that if I would have busted, all three teams would have fell apart. 
and not been managed. So that's why I kind of picked this this subject came to me today uh, when I feel the pressure or when pressure hits. So I had to stay calm in the whole matter. I got to do this tomorrow too, stay calm in the whole matter, just to make sure that all three teams function and finish their goals for the day. Cool. Okay. Okay, I have a question because I I wanted to I I wanted to ask the whole time, but I'm glad that you made an entry for it. So you're saying the only thing that can like that you're still working on is like family and your wife. So I've been wanting to like ask because for me, the only thing that can like I won't say the well, I, like you said, like day to day things or like you know projects. Just day to day things are easy for me to manage overall, but like. When it comes to just the area of love, period, like whether it's family or romantic or friendship, that's where it's hard for me to control emotion. That's why I said, like, I know how I can get and how my mind, where it wants to take me with stuff. But, like, I have, that's the only place where I can't control my, the pressure. I don't know. Or, like, the extent. And I just, I don't know. I wanted to just. Talk about it. That's all I really have. I guess maybe y'all can. I don't know. It's no pressure under me for me. So, I mean, either you love or you don't. What do you mean by, I mean, I don't understand. But you, Daddy, Daddy, you answer. Daddy, you answer. So I know what she's saying. Um, The thing of what you have to do, Nani, and me and you have had a deep conversation about this. But the thing you have to do is to take take your expectations out of what the situation you think should be. Take your expectations out of how you envision things to be. Take your expectations out of how somebody uh, of the opposite sex should be. Take your expectations out of that. And you'll find yourself in a more calmer place to accept what is presented. And then you can make a judgment call on if, if it's right. So expectations... Uh, to any of us will hinder us from seeing what's truly in front of us because we have an expectation of how it should be. Uh, and that ruins a lot of relationships, you know. So you basically have to accept things as they are, see how those things that are how they are work out, and then make your judgment seen the evidence. But you can't. You can't put the evidence on the table that hadn't been proved yet or hadn't been manifested yet. So you see things how you want to see it, but if it don't manifest itself that way, you get anxiety, you get pushy, you get emotional, and you want to know why. Am I correct? Yes. Okay, so, and and you're not alone in the world. There's a lot of people like that. That's why we can't live up to the expectations of others. But it won't be our true way of, of sharing our life. You can only put up a front for so long. So if, if I'm with you and, and I know you got this expectation of me and I try to live up to it, I can only do that for so long before I get tired of exercising what you th- got in your head. And I'm going to let my guard down and be myself. Then that's when you get messed up. That's when you got a problem because you expect it that person to understand how what you wanted. But what we want, what we really want, we don't know. 
to the opposite person brings that to the table, and we see that that meal is good, that we see that the table is laid out for us. So somebody has to bring something to the table that they've already had in their life and put it with your life, and then y'all have a table that is spread. And it may be totally opposite, but opposites attract. You have something, Ricky? Oh, I'm standing on what I said. You good with that, Nani? That, does that make any sense? Yeah, it makes sense. It's just hard to swallow. <laughs> I know. I know. Why? Because your expectations was higher than what? <laughs> it's just, I know, like, it's, it's messing with my head a little bit because my answer was, I have expectations because I know what I want. But then he went into the comment of, <laughs> you don't really know what you want until it's presented to you and the meal tastes good. So it kind of messed my head up a little bit because I was really about to rebuttal with, well, what if I know what I want, but he, he, he covered that. <laughs> you don't know what you want. <laughs> you see, you see, you put me under pressure with that. Okay. <laughs> Your dad put so, a high it, standard on, on me. A high expectation. It's not an expectation that you that you should put on a man or high expectation. What you do is you do for you. You take care of you. Right? And the right man will come along and say, you know what? I'll accept that. That's what I need in my life. So we have to we have to stop expecting, you know, what we want to manifest to walk with us. It'll never happen. Because we're going to manifest the wrong thing. Nobody knows the heart of a man or a woman but God. He knows what to put in front of you. But what we have to do is Okay, I hear you, Tate. Mm, he went out. Yeah, he went out. I can't hear him. Tate, we can't hear you. Mr. Bluett. <laughs> I wonder if it hung on up. But... Um, Your time in in a minute. That was interesting. I feel like that's the places where, like like I said, day to day, I'm good. I wake up 6.30 every single morning. Well, now, you know, I switch to having every other weekend off. But, you know, like, it's just just day-to-day things that may hit throughout the day, you know, just whatever. It's easy for me to take the pressure. But when it comes to family, romance, or friendships, it's, that's where it's no control for me because it's my emotion. Like I said, I'm passionate. I'm emotional. Why so are you? Why are you so want want to want wanting to control? I mean, what do you mean control? Because everything's easy going when I know what everything got going. Like I don't know. Like it's why do you have to know easier everything? to manage? It's oh, not about oh. wanting to have it. So so my call dropped, and I, I came right back mm-hmm. in on a good conversation. Ricky, how how is it that you can ask Nani that when you are so controlling <laughs> of a situation? When it has to go your way. And 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 when you like, We're talking about love. We're talking about relationships. 
Listen, listen. I know, but it still goes around about. You can't pick. You you can't pick when you want to be, you know, pushing forward, and then when you're not. So when you're doing the food ministry at the church, when you're doing stuff around the house, when you're doing stuff with the kids, when you're doing stuff with your business or whatever, if somebody doesn't do it like you do it, your expectations of them is to do it like you do it. You get totally. No, 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 totally no, no. It's not like I do it. I want no. Okay, I'm gonna take a cleaning the refrigerator today at um, at the community center. Okay, I'm gonna take that for an example. I want it done my way. I want it done the right way, not leaving spots everywhere. But I'm learning to just go ahead and let you guys do it however y'all want to do it, and then come behind y'all and get the spots that y'all left up. I mean, that y'all that you left. It's not that I have right, to have it my way. I like I work in excellence. No, hold up. I work in excellence. Just like you are with your barbecue, can't nobody do it the, the way you do it. That's the way I am with life, period. I work in yeah, excellence Rick, everywhere Rick, I go. Rick, I just in excellence. Ricky, Ricky, let me stop you. Let me yeah. stop you while we got you where you're at. Do y'all hear her voice at 80 right now? That's 80. Right, <laughs> so she had eighty right now. When she hit a hundred, it's over. And so that's okay, how our conversations go. See, that's how our okay. conversations go sometimes. Ricky, Ricky, go back what? down to zero. Go back down to zero, babe. Okay. So our I, I work expectations, our expectations, can create pressure on us. We can create our own pressure. You, you asked and me then, a question. Sweetie, we done with that. We're done with that. No, you said you have that. Uh, you, 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 you work in excellence, but so you don't feel like because you work in excellence, you expect others to work in that same excellence? I'm, I used to. I'm at the point now I'm letting people work the way that they work, and now if, if it's not done in excellence, okay, as far as the boxes. Okay. I'm not going to throw people's stuff in the box. Just throw it. Just get it. Get it done. Get it done. Ricky, no. Ricky, How go to you? zero like when okay. we, Ricky, go to zero like we first okay. started the call. Okay, okay. And they're neatly. Okay, I'm presenting this. I'm I'm presenting my name on it. I did this. Okay, this is what I'm saying. How are you presenting the things that you're? Uh, if you're giving somebody something, you don't want it thrown together. You want it to look <laughs> nice. And that's right, how, right. that's so we, how we, look, look, home. We ain't got to go in detail about that one thing. We're just talking about our expectations. I can expectations go with the refrigerator with the kids. Okay. No, you said Sweetie. everywhere I go, it has to be the way that I want it. No, I want it done neatly, and you're presenting it to somebody, or especially if, if you're presenting something to somebody, I want it done. I want it to be clean. I want to have a clean little line. I just want it done in excellence. Period. That's fine. Regardless that's of fine. What, what I'm Ricky, doing. Ricky, Ricky, Ricky. Yes. Ricky. That's right. fine. You're talking about details about a situation. We're not talking about that. We're talking about our expectations of others, right? And we can get it wrong, think somebody should do something a certain way. We can get it wrong when we think a person should be a certain way for us because of our expectations, right? We should expect expectations or have some type of expectations, but we can't lay those expectations on somebody else that forms in our mind and not theirs. 
Okay, so would it be wrong to like even with the boxes, the refrigerator, love, if you can't, if I have a certain expectation, well, so you're saying don't have none? So it's just not like get another person no, to do no. it? Like so now in, you're in fired, now I'm going to just hire somebody else. So in a situation like that, when somebody, because I got guys that work for me, right? And in the beginning, I give them my expectations of how the results I want, right? What I don't do is imagine that they they can't do it like I can do it, if that makes sense. So when we imagine people to do it how we do it, then we're wrong, and we won't receive the expectations we were looking for. But if you lay out your expectations of how this, that, and the other goes and what you're expecting to see as far as in their work, then that goes differently. And so if you don't meet my okay. expectations of how to do work this way, then we got to sit down and have a great talk. We got to sit down and have a conversation. We may even have to sit down and do paperwork. But the expectation so that's, that's the same thing that I'm talking. No. It does. It makes no. sense. But okay, so in your situation, like you would tell them, this is how I want the refrigerator clean. This is how I want the boxes to be done. And then you're saying that instead of them getting mad or trying to control that they didn't do it that way, you just come back and okay, cool, thank you, I appreciate your work, and you just finish it out. That's what you're saying, mommy. That's what I learned to do that. Yeah, that's what I'm learning to do. I'm not getting ready to sit up here and babysit nobody. And I didn't already told you, don't throw the stuff in the boxes. Let's do it neatly because these are people. People still have dignity. People still just because they need something don't mean that you just present it any kind of way because they need it. No, that's not how I work. All right. All right. So have you have you ever uh, put a box together in front of everybody? I show them when they come. No, huh? because because everybody don't know they they come different different times. Okay, so and I what show, you have to and do. I show. So in that situation where you got people working for you or helping you, you got to set the example of the expectation of how a box should look. Right, I think it'll be better if you do it that way. Then you have more conformity. Then you have a better product that's going out the door. Right. Okay. We, I'm pretty sure uh, that different during the whole time that y'all putting boxes together, that your voice can probably be heard at different times. Am no, not really, because I don't even know. Not at all. So not. Really. I'm enjoying myself at this time. Nope. I, I'm enjoying myself at this time, and I just go behind you when you when you finish your box. I just go behind you and fix it. Okay. It's okay to each his own. The way she's doing it isn't completely wrong because the point of this conversation was control. She says she's not trying to take control anymore. She's just going to go back and just, okay, thank you for volunteering. It's still volunteer work. Thank you for being here. Thank you for volunteering. Thank you for helping. She just fixes it. Like, that was the point. The topic was control about this, how this came up. She's saying she, she's okay. giving the control back or she's not trying to take it no more. Cool. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just because guess what? Like you said, everybody is volunteer. If that's how they want to come up and volunteer and get their hours real quick, go ahead. I'm not getting ready to go behind you and keep, you know, telling you what to do because you don't have to be up there on a Saturday. So guess what? I'm gonna let you do whatever you're gonna do. Long as nothing don't come open or break, that's fine. Just go ahead and just throw it all in the box. And like I said, I just go behind you when they're done. I just go behind them and fix the boxes. Okay. All right, so going forward, we, you know, the subject tonight is when I feel the pressure or when pressure hits. 
So going forward to y'all and who's ever listening, believe me, this is going to come up in your mind tomorrow, if no later than the next day. And I want you to think about what you're going to do in that situation when that pressure hits and how you react. If you've been living long enough, when pressure hits in a certain situation and you dealt with it wrong, it was a total bad day or a week or even a year, how you reacted to the pressurized situation. So we got to be careful in how we react. I want to read this scripture that you have all the help you need. And God knows what's going to happen before we even take a step. So in Jeremiah 29 and 11, Jeremiah 29 and 11, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. And we interrupt our endings every day. So every day that God gives us a present, which is called the present day, most times we end it wrong. And God has given us an expected end that we did not notice that he gave us help in a pressurized moment. Because why? The pressure angered us, and when we full of anger, we don't think straight. If we're not thinking straight, we definitely cannot hear straight. Y'all follow me? Yes, sir. Yes. All right. That's why we so, got to pray. So and call he, on gives us, he gives us an expected end every day. Every day. And that also includes an expected end at the, rest, at the end of our life. So the date that you were born the date that you die, what does your dash represent? So we got to be mindful of the state of mind we're in when pressure hits. We have to be mindful. And if we keep, every time pressure hits, if we keep getting angry, if we keep getting out of ourselves, it's an ever-ending lesson. You, you'll never graduate to school of life because you'll always be in school that God will put that pressure in front of you every time until you conquer it. So let's stop expecting others of what we see. Tell ourselves to do right. Let's get ourselves together and united. Get Get your life the way you would like it to be as best you can. So when you meet that gentleman, and when you meet the right guy, he's going to marry you. And it's not going to be dependent on what you have. It's coming. Just be patient. Give a situation to be that, that's not even evolved yet. Be free with yourself. Free your mind. And when that person comes along, it's going to be a person that when y'all depart, if y'all dating, if y'all engaged, whenever y'all are apart, you're going to feel empty. You're going to feel incomplete. And every time you hear his voice or you see his face, you're going to feel so much better and so much joy. 
and you're going to know that that person completes you. But it's still up to that man to say, will you marry me? So when I asked mm-hmm. my wife to marry me, when I asked her to marry me, I felt so complete. And every time we were apart, I felt incomplete. And no matter what was going on in my life, when I saw her face, it just made the difference. And that's, that's the way, and I didn't expect, I didn't evolve her in my mind. I did not create her. I did not shape her. I did not put her how I would want her to be. But what she brought to the table was all I needed. And it was just her, herself. And it's the things we can't give to people that make them happy. It's the person that we give to a person that makes us happy. And that's why God is so happy that he sent his son, Jesus, that whoever gave their life, their person, their life to Jesus, God accepted. And it makes God so happy. It's the person, not the things. Hmm. All right. Well, y'all heard enough of my big Well, mouth. I wanted to um, say something real quick. You said something yes, about um, somebody coming out, uh, coming to bringing something, um, something that you said about somebody coming out of them, whatever. But God, I, I believe that God things that happen to show you what's still in you and what you need to work on. It has nothing to do with the other person. It has to do everything with you. And what's still in you. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. All of this yeah. is hard to decipher, but mm, you just got to What's so, hard, what's so hard about it? What's so, what's so hard about it? Because I don't know if you're triggering me or this is provoking me to do better. I don't know. I can't tell if this is like a, if it'd be like a, uh-uh. Okay, like, a trigger. What do you mean by trigger you? What about triggering you? you? If you still have triggers, yes, it is triggering you to get the trigger out. Mm. Stuff shouldn't be triggering you that's been triggering you for last year or the year before. You shouldn't have still have the same triggers. And that's what, 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 that was my whole point, what I was just saying about what happened with uh, my mom. It's something that I thought that I was strong in, and God was like, no, you still, that's the... That's why I had to fast. Anyway. So it's not on. So it's not on the. You're saying it's not on the other person to change anything. No. It's up to you. It's no. a trigger for it's, you to figure you. out what's killing you. Yes. Yes. Mm, that's very interesting. It's for you. <laughs> yes. It's for you to work on things for you to so work maybe, on. So maybe, maybe. So maybe I'm running for myself. Exactly. Be honest with yourself, and so many people are not. Be honest with yourself. What's still there? Why do you still have triggers? Why? Why is that same thing still triggering you? Because it don't need to be there. And I'm you're still gonna be calling the trigger ten years from now. I'm fifty-fifty because some it. people just. Oh no. Okay. Do what? I don't know. I was, I said I'm fifty-fifty. You shouldn't be fifty-fifty. Yes, because some people you're actually doing something wrong and you're making me think that like you're, I don't like when, like you're actually doing something wrong and now I think it's me. I hate those feelings of, is it me? Like, is it me? And I have to be like, no, it's not you. You didn't do nothing wrong. Like, it's hard to decipher. Okay. Well, how? 
If you know that you didn't do nothing wrong, how is it so difficult to know that you didn't do nothing wrong? Because I'd be guilty. Like, I'd be like. Because you did something wrong. Hey, but, Ricky, like, why did you don't want to admit, no? Ricky, <laughs> what? calm down. Go to zero and let her speak. This Go is ahead, how honey. me and mommy talk. That's why I'm so calm because this is mommy just, I just got over the fact that she going to yell because she's passionate. But anywho, um, <laughs> um, what was the question you asked? Why is it hard to just, I don't, it's like, it's not that I necessarily feel like I did something wrong. It's like whenever something makes me feel a way and I communicate how I feel and then the person is telling me like, no, like basically like, my feelings are wrong, now I feel, like, now it's like, okay, now I have to question myself, like, I question myself, and now I want to apologize to them, but it's like, what if they did do, like, I don't like when somebody makes me feel like my feelings are wrong. No, your feelings are your feelings. Your feelings are your feelings. Nobody can tell you how you feel, but, but you. If that's how you felt, that's how you felt. If that's how that person made you feel, they can't tell you that, that that's not how you made me feel. That's how I felt. Yeah, but, Ricky, so what I told Nani earlier on this call, and she understood that, is that Nani has expectations that's hurting her. She has expectations of how somebody should be, how they should treat her, what they should do for her, how they should respond because she has expectations of what she's looking for, and that don't always work out. You have so to you drop don't never feel away. You don't ever feel away when like like how okay you hit it when you said like you can't expect people to be how you are, but it's like why are you not like are you the obviously we're not for each other if you can't like the no, way that no, I no, no. wait wait love, stop 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 stop. First, you have to come to the realization of what he just said about you. You still try to defend why you're like that. You can't defend why you're like that. If you know that, if, if he's telling you why, just stop. It's just not. Stop. I, I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. I'm just asking a question so I can stop. Just stop asking. Stop. No, no. Just stop. Ricky. <laughs> Ricky, <laughs> what? <laughs> Chill out, baby. You just gave her. I, you waste too many breaths. It's too much breath we being wasted right now. Just stop. This ain't for Mommy. you, Ricky. Ricky, this. Ricky, this not for you. Now, what if I just said my feelings hurt? <laughs> Who cares? They not. They not my hurt. They not hurt because I know how my mama talks, so it's not gonna phase me. But if it's coming from somebody else, my feelings gonna be hurt. But just so, not so, that. It's not that you can't have expectations of who you want somebody to be. I'm not saying don't have expectations. What I'm saying is don't let the expectations ruin what you really see. That makes sense? Yeah. Hello? Okay. Yes. Mommy has to mute mommy's phone. Yeah? Mommy mute. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Let her mute. Anywho, don't get off of her. Get off of my mom. Don't provoke, don't provoke me. Don't provoke me. You know, I, I snap back. So, so don't, don't, don't let your expectations 
ruin an opportunity, but have expectations, if that makes sense. You know, have yourself in a certain way in life how you want to be yourself so that you're, whatever comes to you, you your plate is full, can't just accept anybody in your life. That, that's a true comment. Have expectations for yourself. And expectations that you have for yourself will be seen by the other person. So the other person, if they want to put work in, because they see you have high expectations of yourself, they're going to bring something to the table that's more that's you you know you know what I'm, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, what's coming to my mind is I think my expectation, my feelings get hurt because I want it to work, but it's nothing wrong with realizing that, you know, maybe this just is, you know, take people as they are, and if you don't like what it is, there's nothing wrong with moving on. Like, I feel like my expectations be hurt because of the fact that I want it to work. Like, but it's nothing wrong. I'm in a phase where I'm, you know, I'm single, and so therefore I'm able to just go to the next thing if it's not what I want. Like, but stop is wanting that okay? it to work and just let things Stop wanting to work and just let life flow. Just flow. Let it be, right? Just let stop, it flow. And that's let it got, be. That's stop where... trying to make stuff work. Ricky, why you sound like you just upset, baby? Calm down. Go Daddy, that's why. Daddy, she's talking to me. I don't feel offended because that's how mommy talks. Like, it's okay. I'm not. This yeah, is how we talk in the day. If she do that to you, she do it to others. She, we got to keep like telling her, though. go to zero. Go to zero. She's passionate. She's passionate. But I get, I get what y'all saying. It's Wait, just, just flow through mm-hmm. life. Just flow through life like I a little bit. I am. I am. Like I'm, I'm flowing. Just I'm flowing. I'm flowing. Just enjoy. Just enjoy the ride. Just enjoy the ride. It's like I so know. We, we, we gonna, just fly. We're gonna get ready to end tonight. So, Nani, don't let the pressure get to you. Right. All right. Yeah. Don't yeah. do it. Live your life, sweetie. Live your life as you are now. Don't let the pressure get to you. And when that pressure hits, remember what your dad said. Just chill out. Be good. Keep a level head. The devil, all he wants to do is pressurize us to where we go against what God tells us to do. Go against our own morals. Go against who we are. That pressure, that pressure, that pressure. We got to, don't let it interrupt what we're doing in life, the good things that we do. So live your life and do what you need to do now so you can do what you want to do later in life. Get your hustle on now. Make your money. Visit countries. Travel. Do all that you're doing now. Keep doing that. Okay? Amen. Yes. Mm-hmm. Keep, keep doing that. And to my wife, all I got to say is go to zero. So, this has been a great conversation. <laughs> a great conversation He's tonight. Thought-provoking. Thought-provoking. About, <laughs> hey, that's pressure. When I feel the pressure or when pressure hits, that was our subject tonight. And my wife is easily provoked to go straight to 100 under no pressure at all. But when that pressure hits, she had a 1,000. But uh, I love her for who she is. The older I get, the more I got to correct her because she think I don't know. She think I'm old, so I still correct her. Oh, she'll old. be mad for two. She'll be mad you for old. a month, and then on the 32nd day, she'll say I love you. But it is what it is. So 
I still feed um, you. And I still do my wifely duty, so it don't matter, do it. So tonight, I want to thank I want to thank God for this platform. I want to thank uh, God for my uh, for my wife, my daughter who was on tonight, Vanessa. Uh, I want to thank Elder Oliver and Lady Kay for this platform. And again, I want to pray that God would enlarge the platform for an even bigger audience and uh, sponsorship and, and, and allow the things to come into their life uh, and bless them for the things that they're doing for the Lord. And we really, really appreciate the Olivers. Um, uh, let's have... Uh, Ricky, my wife, won't you pray us out, please? Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for another day that you have made. Lord God, we just want to say thank you again for another episode of the Royal Blues, Lord God. Continue to just use us for your glory, Lord God. And we just want to say thank you for the pressure, Lord God, for if it had not been for the pressure, Lord God, we wouldn't be who we are today, Lord God. And I just want to say thank you. For the good, the bad, and the ugly, Lord God, continue to just show us ourselves, Lord God, so we won't be so quick to judge others, Lord God. Continue to just um, show us ourselves so we can be a light that you call us to be, Lord God. And if anybody that's under the sound of my voice don't know Jesus Christ as a personal Savior, Lord God, I just want to say thank you, Lord God, um, that they will accept Jesus Christ as a personal Savior. By confessing that he died and rose on the third day, Lord God, and I just want to say thank you right now for everything and everybody under the sound of my voice, Lord God. Continue to just bless them, Lord God, and let them have a um, a wonderful rest of their week. In Jesus Christ's name I pray, amen. Amen. Good night, good people of God. Good night, good night.